Welcome back everyone, episode number 31 of the Retail Ready Podcast. Thank you again for giving up your time to listen to another episode. In today's episode, I got to hang out with William Cook. William is the co-founder of Harvest Box. Harvest Box has been around in Australia for around about 10 years. It started off as a subscription-based home snacking delivery service. It saw the inspiration from Greys in the UK and just wanted a piece of that action. After years of adapting and evolving, Harvest Box no longer do the subscription service, but they are in most major retailers, pharmacies, online, as well as exporting to several different countries. If that wasn't enough, William and the crew have now set up a whole new business adventure in a completely different category called Ocean Australia. We go into more detail into this business in the episode, and it's just great to see the versatility and mindset of William and the team. I have been a consumer of Harvest Box and it was just great to hear the journey of the brand. So switch off, chill out and enjoy episode number 31. Welcome to the Retail Ready Podcast, hosted by Ben Wyatt. Your destination for product development, food trends and some serious knowledge bombs about the food industry. So welcome back to the Retail Ready Podcast, another great episode ahead, and I'm joined by William Cook, who is the co-founder of Harvest Box Plus, another business which we'll go into in more details, but thanks for joining me, William. How's it going? It's great. Good morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, you're, you're, you're kid-free, and uh, I've, I've got you to, to talk. And, uh, kid-free <laughs> and, and a silent room, and not at, not at work, which, you know, no interruptions. Fantastic. And where, whereabouts are you based? Are you based Melbourne? Yeah, we're based in Melbourne. Fantastic. We have a facility, so our, our head office is, is is in central Melbourne, and we've got our production facility out in Dandenong. Perfect. And I've actually been to your facility, and it's a great, great setup. But before I go into it, can you just give a brief overview of who you are and kind of, yeah, the a company overview of Harvest Box, and then we'll get the questions rolling. Yeah, Harvest Box... Um, has been around for about 10 years. I started off, it's funny, I've come back to the food space. I started off um, as a graduate job for craft, um, going around and being a, a, a rep and a merchandiser for, for craft foods and um, then went into their head office for a while and, and travelled around a bit in London um, and came back to Australia and, and did a few things and sort of ended up um, owning, a, owning a food business. Um, <laughs> um, and look, I've always been one of those people, I think a lot of people potentially your listeners that um, always wanted to have their own business mm. um, and didn't know when to, to do it or how to do it. And at the end of the day, you know, we, we, if you see a good idea and you're passionate about it, um, there's no reason not to try. So we tried Harvest Box about 10 years ago. Um, we, we started off, and when I say we, it's it's three owners. Um, and for better or worse, old schoolmates, yeah. so three of us all went to wow. school together. Um, have known each other for oh, 25 years um, and yeah look the, and it's awesome it's it's what I say to people is is our relationships have um, like it like a marriage caused some friction but it's got got us through the hard bits to the to the good bits um, we trust each other we work with each other well um, and um, we can move forward really quickly because of our, our long-term relationships so now, there's always positive and negatives with um, um, working with with friends, but um, the positives certainly outweigh the negatives. I I feel. Oh, that's um, good to hear. The, from a, from a Harvest Box point of view, we we saw an opportunity um, 
about, I think it was about 10 years ago, where we saw overseas a subscription-based service, a business um, that, uh, it was actually a company called Grays from the from the UK, and we, we saw how successful they were over in the, the UK, and we thought there's something, um, a need for that here. We were all um, working for big corporates, um, you know, time poor, mm-hmm. um, jumping back into to unhealthy foods, and we thought maybe there, there was an opportunity to pr- provide a bit more healthier options. Um, and we started, yeah, 10 years ago, subscription service. We launched in 2010. Um, and I think we, by the uh, a peak of it, we had about 10,000 members. Um, we're sending out thousands of boxes. Oh, we, wow. We, we, we have delivered to um, every postcode in Australia. Um, and um, the idea of, of Harvest Box originally was, was to have 50 different mixes. People would, would sign up, rate the mixes they like, they dislike, and received a, a box with, with four punnets in it um, every week or, or fortnightly, and um, just to help them snack through the through the week. Yeah. Um, and that was a really good base understanding for us um, in understanding what foods work um, and what people like and what people don't like. Um, yeah, true. Because you get yeah, you food you food get in uh, you get in actual live feedback of what products uh, people enjoy. So that yeah, it's a it's a great yeah. concept. Yeah, and and that that was that was the key thing for us um, is we could understand um, at the end of end of um, four years, five years, we had over a million different ratings across oh, wow. all of that is that is impressive. I, I I used to be a um, actual customer of Grays um, when I lived in the UK and just loved it. And this would this would probably be about ten years ago. And funny enough, when I moved over to Australia, um, I still had my Grays subscription live, and I'd completely forgot about it. And it it only took it took nine months to realise because I never looked at my English bank account. And I was wondering what what's all these five pound um, things coming out? Five pound subscription uh, coming out, and it was only until my ex boss at the University of Manchester um, was going, "You do know I'm getting all your snacks <laughs> in the post," <laughs> and that 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 soon stopped. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're supporting his health. Um, and look, and that was the the positive and negatives about that. We, you had to do that. You had to have a, a subscription service where click over because relying on people to select every week the box that they're going to get will never work. Yeah. Um, people in, are inherently lazy and, and people just need to have things happen for them. And, and um, you know, and, and that's that's something that you have to. There was always um, making sure that you're, you're unsubscribing when you require. We, we certainly have had some emails very similar to, people emailing us saying could you please stop it i've been away for three months and i've got i've got 15 boxes (laughs) just a build-up of boxes at home (laughs) that's great and then where did it go from there because i'm guessing did you come over come through a load of hurdles through that kind of method in australia because it's very different setup australia to the uk and kind of even just post boxes and locations and even cost yeah. of delivery cost of delivery and, and look we 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 the beauty that harvest box subscription service gave us was was an understanding of our customer an understanding of what people liked dislike so from an mpd perspective we were kind of focused um on not getting too um uh quirky about the foods that we're trying to present we we understood hmm. people wanted to be healthy people wanted to to have an easy a- access to snacks 
Um, they wanted taste, so we couldn't be incredibly healthy, but we had to be a better option for people. Um, and and that was the fine line. We we knew from our ratings that if we're if we were incredibly healthy and it was raw raw nuts with with no flavour or no excitement, it was one of the lowest products. Interesting. Where, lowest rated products. Where if it was a, a healthier snack um, with a little bit of chocolate in it, but still a lot healthier than a chip packet or a Mars bar. Well, then people were much happier to choose that type of um, product. So it allowed us to 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 drive our MPT MBD sorry MPD um, in a in a smart way. Um, yeah. But the the and and it allowed us to to test some of our retail packs. We had a lot of people coming back to us and saying, "Well, can you? I don't want to get a subscription service ever, anymore, but I'd love to buy your snacks at the retailers." Um, oh, okay. And, and so that sort of drove us to, to test um, some some packs in local cafes in Melbourne. Um, and then we went to just a, a, a Coles open house um, where we met random buyers and presented our products and, and sort of positioned um, what we're doing, our ratings, and it, and it clicked with a couple of the buyers really quickly. Um, and six months later, we were in nationally within Coles. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Uh, so and then... How, when would you say that would so I think I, I've got a rough idea but would you say so you started 10 years ago and you think 2014 we, wow. we we went into um we went into Coles drive through and nut category nationally um and look you know it happened really quickly but you know as we all know it was four years of of the su- subscription service that yeah. allowed us to position it really well really fast and to, to be honest, to, to produce the packs in the volume that we needed really quickly. Um, so there was a lot of learnings that we took um, from those four years to allow us to accelerate the the, the growth and the, the launch into Coles um, as well. Uh, but as you were saying before, the, the the positives and negatives with the subscription service, and and look, we've, we've actually just last year finished, um, put a stop to the subscription service. Oh, okay. Um, because we found that the growth was was the retail um, aspect, um, yeah. and the subscription service was just taking way too much of our time away for the for the revenue it was generating, and it, we we wonder, we understood that the growth sorry the, the the cost in sending our boxes as people know from a from a Australia Post perspective and letters was increasing exponentially. It was just not justifiable. So when we started Harvest Box. Our little box of four punnets was, I think, cost about seventy cents to send nationally, um, and oh, we designed wow. that box. We designed that box to fit within a certain parameters, and and it took a, quite a long time and working with Australia Post to do that. Um, by the time we finished, our box cost two dollars seventy, I think, to send. Oh, so wow. it went, so it's it went a huge increase to two dollars seventy, which you know effectively is our profit margin. Um, uh, so you know, it was just not a sustainable model. Um, and and look, from from Australia's perspective, our geogra- geographically we're incredibly large. Um, our cost of labour and our and our postage is is quite expensive compared to other countries. Um, so you know, we could see the writing on the wall um, that it was it was going to be a really hard slog where the um, the retail offering that we had and the growth that we had here in Australia and overseas was was just a better focus for us. And that's and that's great. And I, I see that you're still in Coles, which is a great sign. So would you say that you've had to adapt even further since being in the retail space? And 
using your yeah using your insights and knowledge from the subscription um, based service. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a different beast. Um, working with big retailers, there's positive and negatives, but the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Um, you have to really look at your business setup and your, your production costs and your distribution costs and, and your, down to your NPD costs um, because yeah. it all affects your margin. Um, and at the end of the day, it's reasonably low margins and high volumes. And, and that's great um, if you can just sustain that and be smart about it. And obviously, the learnings we had from the subscription service and the food and the, the production capabilities that we'd already set up allowed us to, to sort of move forward and, and actually manufacture and pack our own products rather than relying on third parties. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like even even over the few years that I've been in the industry, it's just there's a lot of companies out there that just don't know their true cost. And it, it's it's only until they start scaling up that they realize, oh shit, yeah, should have should have incorporated this. And there is a lot of costs, hidden costs along the way that people just don't take into consideration. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah. And, and, and some people don't factor in their own their own cost um, and, and making sure that, you know, you, you have to pay yourself at some yeah, point. Right. Um, <laughs> um, and that's obviously you're, as the business owner, you're the last person to get paid. And sometimes it's it's really important to make sure that you're one of the first people to get paid um, yeah. um, to sustain your, your, you know, sustain your, your job. Um, you know, and we, and that's one thing that we focused on early on is in, is that rather than just being a marketing company and outsourcing our product our production and um, logistics, we uh, well production we we decided that we would produce our own food, um, mix it, um, and pack it ourselves. And so yeah, okay. we invested in in two machines, um, production facility, um, and that allowed and that was a large cost at the start, but it allowed us to control our destiny a little bit more. So we weren't relying on third party manufacturers and yeah. MOPs. MOQs. We could bring products to market really quickly. We could test um, products and packs and pack sizes. Um, we could present those to Coles and, and Costco and, and other retailers. And it had just allowed us to evolve a lot quicker. Um, and minim while, while there was an upfront cost, it minimised our risks long term. Fantastic. And I always uh, I followed you for a while and I followed the brand for a while. And I always see you popping up at expos um, everywhere. Is is export a big factor uh, in the growth of your business or is it more just kind of spread the word of Harvest Box still? No, export has always been a long-term strategy for us. I think export has sometimes taken us, our eye off, off the Australian market is a little bit more than it should. Mm. Um, but we always, we always thought that as a long-term business that we had to spread our retailer risk. Um, and Australia is just very dependent on, you know, certain key retailers that we all know um, and going going towards export allows us to spread spread our, our sales across different regions and um, and that's sort of taken a, a long time but we've actually seen quite a, a strong growth now in the last three years for us so we're now exporting to seven different countries oh wow um, we we're ranged some some highlights we're ranged in the philippines in starbucks um in all all, all starbucks in the philippines oh fantastic um, we're in sam's club in japan which effectively is a costco um okay walmart's costco so it's you know we're, we're basically ranged in walmart effectively in about 20 different stores there 
Um, and that's a really strong growth for us um, as well. And, and Singapore is is flying for us at the moment, which is which is really good. And those and that export opportunity has been developed over, I'd say, five years, four years um, to, to, to start now only working in the last two years strongly for us. Wow, it's crazy. Like even even yourself and hearing the other episodes that we've done, like it's funny when when you see a brand and you see the success that it has, but even just speaking to yourself, like nothing's a, an overnight success really, is it? Like as you say, a five year strategy. And <laughs> I so, wish it, I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. I, it's just, even just knowing the time of how long it takes for an idea to come to life to then do the product development to do the recipe creation to then present to then wait for business award and to get on the shelf like that can be a two-year minimum um, time frame just to get even get one product on the shelf so it's it's great great to hear the persistence absolutely it is a long time and we try and we we think we're reasonably quick but by the time you produce your film and and pack your product and and the MPD, you're right. It's it's at least a year to eighteen months yeah. before before you get any return on your your focus or your or your investment um, in MPD, which is for a small business is a very long turnaround. Mm. But it's in saying that the large companies um, will take a hell of a lot longer than that. hundred um, oh, so percent. Yeah. Yeah. Small businesses have that ability to evolve really quickly and and turn things around really fast. Yeah, and we're, we're noticing a lot, and I, I see it a lot in my day-to-day role, and even just speaking to yeah to other startups and businesses. Yeah, it's the, the time that a startup or a, a smaller agile business takes to get in a product in front of a category manager is yeah half the time, which which just makes things a lot interesting in Australia, and uh, it, it brings a bit of competition to the market, which I believe is definitely needed, and to to make sure that you, you're staying busy, um, not only does Harvest Box uh, take up um, your time, you're also setting up a new business as well. <laughs> yeah. like, just, just for fun, just to uh, just to uh, give yourself yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's not enough. It's it's not enough that we're ranged in, in um, over. I'd say about four thousand outlets now across Costco and Coles, Coles Express. Um, uh, uh, obviously overseas as well we thought we thought that it was time to do another business um, <laughs> that doesn't get us busy enough um, but you know what it, it's we, we sat down about two years ago and said well with the learnings we have from harvest box and and mm. we updated our our tagline at harvest box um, last year to go from guilt free guilt free snacking and changed it to better begins here um, and and the reason we did that is to broaden harvest boxes positioning so it's not just about snacking it's just being just choosing better options but it it was also as a business and as a group to allow us to sort of focus what other options or other businesses we wanted to do so it allowed us to target that sort of define our our research into different types of businesses or products that have a better for you focus and it didn't have to be food related um so we did a lot of research and and um and I think it's taken yeah two years of 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 research and trends and um, formulations and and believe it or not we've we've launched uh, as of October a company called Oceans Australia or Ocean Australia I should say, um, which is a a, nat, a, a natural zinc sunscreen. 
Um, and, and we saw a, quite a strong trend over the last two years um, rem, um, with the focus of removing chemical filters from traditional sunscreens um, for, for better, for, to allow you to have a better application um, um, as well as uh, good, good for the marine life um, and reef friendly. So we've created a, a product that um, has no parabens, um, has no chemical filter, filters, um, is, is ethically sourced, um, uh, reef safe. Um, so ticks all the all the boxes that people are looking for in a in a sunscreen and a and a, I guess a sun care product. We're, so Ocean Australia is um, now launching across um, Priceline nationally, Amcal nationally. So we're launching into about 700 stores, um, and then hitting um, obviously other pharmacy um, banner groups um, and health food stores and and RGAs as well. So. We believe that we can get we can get into about a thousand stores this year, hopefully, and hit the summer season. Um, so it's been a really strong growth, um, Ocean Australia. Um, there's a lot of MPD that we're looking at. We've got a really good relationship with a third party manufacturer. As well, as much as I said that Harvest Box was really focused on controlling our destiny and manufacturing, I think we understood that we weren't sunscreen makers. Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we needed we needed to rely on people that you know know the science and. And it has been two years of development to get this sunscreen right um, oh, from, wow. a cost, from a cost point to an application point to a, a natural um, call-out point um, as well. And there's a, there's a quite a few other um, products that we're, we're looking to launch next year um, as, as well. Um, so there's a lot, lot happening um, at, at, at Harvest Box in Ocean Australia. Sounds fantastic. Would you would you say that the learnings that you've got from Harvest Box over the years has made Ocean Australia a lot smoother in the in the way that you've gone to market, or has there just been as many hurdles with Ocean Australia as well? Uh, it's it's made it. There's been many hurdles. Um, mm. You forget you forget. Um, well, I've certainly forgotten how um, much work it is to launch a new business. Um, and but in saying that, Harvest Box has allowed us to streamline that really, really well. Um, it would have taken a lot longer. It would have cost us a lot more if we didn't have the, the learnings from Harvest Box. But also the, the network that we have from Harvest Box, whether you know, just because it's in in the food space, doesn't mean you don't have a good network outside that food space. So yeah. all the buyers that we we'd had previous relationships across Coles or. Um, other smaller buying groups, Priceline, everybody helped when we positioned what we'll try and do with Ocean Australia. Everybody was really on board with, with, with the positioning and the product and the look and the feel of it that they all wanted to help. So it allowed us to, to target the key retailers and actually get a really quick response and ranging. So from the first meeting to implementation, it was probably six months with the buyers. Oh, um, wow. So it was a really quick response um, because of the work that we'd done with Harvest Box and the networks and the contacts, as well as, you know, seeing that trend and positioning it really well. Yeah, oh, what a story. Well, I look forward to seeing that on the shelf and, uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully a user in the summer because I know, <laughs> I know, I know my uh, English pale skin will be, uh, will be needing all the protection it needs. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Let yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Well, Thank you very much for your time. Um, if anyone, well, hopefully is listening, um, how, what's the best way to get in contact with yourself? If anyone has any questions or opportunities, and more importantly, where can they find more information about Harvest Box and Ocean Australia? 
Yeah, I mean, look, the, the, the easiest way of getting and reaching us um, is obviously through LinkedIn. Um, we're all on LinkedIn and it's a cool. really good network source. Um, everything you need to know on, on about uh, Harvestbox and, and Ocean Australia is on LinkedIn, but but feel free to go to harvestbox.com.au or oceanaustralia.com.au and that's got all our information. And I'm always happy to to um, to chat uh, uh, to, to anybody that wants to chat chat about the, the story and what we've done and obviously with, with opportunities that are out there. Um, the, I always find that these podcasts are great because the more you can speak about your business and, and what you're trying to achieve and the positive and and negatives, um, the more opportunities I feel present themselves. Definitely, and hundred uh, percent agree with that. And it's yeah, it's a, been a great platform just to yeah introduce myself and introduce other people to other people. To be honest, so I see a lot of networking going on. So I just want to say thank you very much for your time, William, and uh, have a great day. And uh, I look forward to seeing yeah what the future brings uh, for yourself and both companies um mentioned in the podcast yeah well thank, thank thanks ben it's actually quite sometimes it's quite good you forget the things that you've achieved or the problems <laughs> and negatives until you start talking to people about it and you sort of uh, it sort of reminds you of, of where you've come from and what what you've what you've done so it's actually been quite a good chat fantastic well you you enjoy the rest of your day and uh, yeah i look forward to catching up very soon okay thanks ben beautiful thank you